right, yo, checking back in, uh, jumping back into things. It's been a minute, but we're getting back into a year 2020. I got my man Juice, long-time friend from high school. First time being on this podcast. We're definitely going to have him back on a couple more times. So, Juice, say what's up. What's up, peeps? Appreciate you for doing this, bro. It's crazy that... It's, it's funny how I ran into you, uh, just to give you guys a back, little background. So, me and Juice went to school together back in Macaulay, so high school friends. I haven't seen him since he graduated. You're, you're a year older than me. So you yeah, yeah, 2013. So, 2013. Yeah, yep. so you finished with Davis and all of them. So, yeah. And Ethan and everybody. So you were a year older than me. You went to Sewanee? Yeah, Sewanee. Yeah, Sewanee. Who played basketball. I went to school in North Carolina, did my thing. Long story short, we met up yesterday at the sneaker shop because Juice works there. Yeah. I was in there checking there. out some sneakers, you know, doing my vices thing, and I ran into Juice. So, like, bro, how has it been? The fact that I met you in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I was telling someone about this this morning. I was like, yeah. I went to school with him in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they're like, you met him in Charlotte today? Or yesterday? I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as crazy as you think, but I know it sounds crazy, but it's it's actually really funny that I met you where yeah. I met you, which is in the sneaker shop. In the sneaker shop. It's kind of, it kind of like goes full circle. And I think it's weird, like, just going back to our roots at Macaulay, that um, we have people everywhere that we know. So we can oh, go yeah. anywhere, you know what I'm saying? We can go anywhere and see somebody that has a Macaulay experience or from Macaulay oh, yeah. that we meet. And it's just, it is to me, a couple of circles, I remember picking up freaking Saturday morning at the dorm. I think you were staying in Belt. Yeah, bro. Picked you up. You know, I took you to the sneaker shop, and my homeboy was the manager, and we were like the first couple in line to get them five red fives. That was never the first time that. I ever waited for sneakers, bro. That I I miss it. I wish it was like that. I, I really do wish it was like that I still, not too. like the raffle, like everything. Like, but don't get me wrong. I love sneakers. I love getting into it, but I feel like it's mad hard to get them. Like, I hit you up this summer, and yeah. I was like, bro, I really, I like... As a side hustle, I would love to get into flipping sneakers, but I feel like it's almost impossible now. It's very hard. I think now nowadays, flipping sneakers is all about who you know. I think yeah. yes, I think back then, and you gotta have money too as well. So a lot, a lot of capital. Like nowadays, it's like you just can't do it just because you want to make money. So if you was 2010, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, and when George was flipping and a lot of GRs was like the market supply and demand was high. It was. It made sense, but now it's like, boy, like you can get a limited shoe, and if you don't sell it within that first, you know, two days, the market the market might drop, and yeah, you, you might lose it. money, or you might gain, like, still not gain much. Did like I messed that up with the Travis Scotts. I'm thinking like, dang, Travis Scott sixes, I'm gonna get them. Market was high, and I'm like, dang, I'm a, um, I'm a hold on to them like the fours. I got a good year. See the market go back up, and I make more money. And it didn't go back up. That's so crazy. Like, That's what's crazy. That was like a business. Like I'm trying to, I yeah. try to explain that to people and everything. I'm like, no, like sneakers is like a business now. It's like a it's business. a, like it might not be hot right now, but it might be hot later. Like it's literally like the stock market when you're playing with these sneakers. It's like, a hit or miss, man. People don't know. It's really the stock market. One, one, like one day the shit just might drop, and one day the shit just might pop. Like it's a hit or miss, and it really just, like I don't, I don't know. I, I, no, I really don't know. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that's funny, though. I think that's, like, the cool thing about fashion is you'll never know what is going to be cool and what isn't. Yeah. Despite, like, someone could hype something up and try to sell it for a bunch, but you could never predict what's going to be cool, like, what's yeah. going to pop. The people the predict it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think with anything worth, it's like, when we look at narratives of, like, MJ being the greatest, the people said that. The narrative mm. said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or... With LeBron, people like this, the people choose certain people to be like the next thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you see that with shoes. Okay, you see a lot of reaction on the Travis Scott one. Well, it's gonna go damn high. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of reaction on the Sakai. Well, shit is gonna go that high. So 
it's all about people's perception to the thing that contain value. It's like art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like some people's art should be worth way more mm-hmm. than what I sell it for, but other people might not see it as the general public, so it just stays at the price it is. I think the sneaker game as a whole is art. Like I, yes. I think you really got to appreciate it. You really got to know what you're getting into, because there are some people who could go in and drop X amount of dollars on and just get every pair of sneakers, but it's like, what does that mean to you? I think it's all about like, nah, yeah. I really wanted these sneakers. I really was digging these sneakers. These are dope. Not just buying like something because it's hot. That's totally true. I think one of the most recently was the Mars Yard for me. Like, our, um, you know, I sold a lot of sneakers. Um, I'm a shit. How much? I sold a lot of, a lot of my sneakers. I used to own like three, four hundred pairs of sneakers. I sold, really? Yeah. Like, lately I've got down to like 30, 40 because, you know what I'm saying, what was the point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, what was the point? Now I found, I'm trying to pick out sneakers that I really fucking want. Like, yeah. the Mars Yard. I've been wanting that shoe since it dropped in 20... I forgot what year it dropped. 2015, 16, 17, whatever. And I saw like six, seven pairs of shoes. I'm like, I'm not wearing this. You know, I'm not doing what I ever got with this. You know what I'm saying? So let me just, you know what I'm saying, get whatever I need to get to get a shoe that I know I would never sell again. I think a lot of people are buying shoes that are disposable. They buy it because it's trendy. Mm-hmm. It's in for right now. It's not going to stay longevity. That's why some off-white shoes, you know what I'm saying, are not going to be there forever because it's like, it's gonna die down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or it might go back up. Like the original ten will ever stay will forever stay high. The new ones after the original ten won't stay as high because it's not is is I think a lot of them were just people were hit with a lot of shoes back to back to back. Oh yeah, white. bro. You know it's, what I'm saying? Oh off, yeah. Back, that's why some white off whites are still sitting because he threw so much they like he threw so much so, out of it yeah, and ran it to the ground. And I'm like, you know, you know, we're gonna have the off white uh Jordan fives coming. A lot of people don't know the Jordan 4s are coming this year. You know what I'm nah, saying? Nah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, people don't know the 4s are coming this year. I got friends at Nike, and they had the chance to, got the chance to tell me, like, hey. That's another thing, bro. You're very plugged in. Where, how do you, is that just, like, through dealing with the sneaker community so much? Or is that, like, because I've always known, like, even in high school, yeah. you were plugged in. Like, you always knew. I think it's a, a mix of being authentic to yourself and knowing and just being yourself and then actually knowing information yeah. that will allow you to get plugged. I think a lot of people want to talk about certain things and not be well informed. I think me, since I do my research on Hypebeats and High Snob, I read Sneaker Speaker, I, I read the GOAT magazine, greatest magazine, um, and I educate myself on every little thing that when I get the chance to talk to people, they're like, damn, what do you do? What do you know? Yeah. And I just build off relationship. I try to keep it that. authentic as, as possible. That's how I got my first job at a Foot Action. You know what I'm saying? Two, April 18, 2013. <laughs> it's because I was in there, I was being authentic. And then... Next, you know, some people, knowing what I know, people provided opportunities to meet people of higher resources, yeah. and that allowed me to, like, you know, just to have build relationships off that. And I think it's a lot of people that don't understand. It's just all about being who you are and, like, relationships. That's all how I got plugged in. That's how I know some stylists. That's how I know people at Jordan Brands. I know people at Adidas or people at, um, at New Balance. You know, just yeah. stuff like that just because... I just communicate, and I'm not asking them for nothing. I'm just asking Definitely. them for knowledge. Yeah, you're trying you to learn. You're really passionate about yeah, this. Really, That's what's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm really passionate about it. And I said, and then if I, if I do my end and back in my work, and I provide a better... You know what I'm saying? Foundation myself. Then maybe they'll probably help me put yeah, the position to. Uh, they see, but they see that you're passionate about it. You're not just some kid that's trying to get a connect who's just trying to get. Yeah, a come I'm up. not like trying to get no, a connect and you're use into them. this. No. Like you're very interested. You want to know more about this. Like you're learning. That's even sitting here talking to you right now. Like that's crazy. I didn't know that you were so passionate about this. That's dope. Because even yeah, that's cool. People don't understand. Like 
I remember like being in sixth and seventh grade, and I was worried more about fashion than sports. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I really? Think, yeah, most definitely. Like my mom had to tell me and say, "Yo, being fly and knowing all this fashion shit is not going to get you into school." That's wild, cause you yeah. had a crazy work ethic of sport. Like I can remember the basketball and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like you'd be at Macaulay, like you were a border. Like you used to be in that gym a lot. lot. Yeah, I used to be at Davenport Saturday every day. So yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand like where my love for fashion comes from. I mean, my mama, you know, was you know a supermodel, not supermodel, but she was a model. She did campaigns and stuff. She was always into fashion, but I think what a lot of disconnect my parents they didn't understand that it was, and I didn't know. And my parents didn't know there was like a lot of avenues of being fly and being stylist and yeah. and like being a buyer and whatnot. So like really my first love was being fresh. Like I remember being two years old, you know what I'm saying? And my mama used to drape me out on Tommy Hilfiger, <laughs> like just straight Tommy Hilfiger. And one time my mom put me on a, a coat that wasn't Tommy. And I knew it. And I told her, like, hey mom, this is not Tommy. I can't wear it. I can't wear this. Like, you know, I can't, I'm two years old. I can't, like, I can't like wear this. this. Like, you can't play me. So what she used to do, she she would take the tag from my, my shirt and show me. Yeah. It is Tommy, son, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think, and she knew then I was gonna be in fashion, but um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like I wanted to be in that. And I've always been told I've been fly since sixth and eighth grade. Definitely. I've been more told that I'm fly than I'm being better at basketball. Really? Yeah, most definitely. They they knew. They knew that, and I knew that's where I wanted to be, but mm-hmm. I knew basketball was more of a business decision to me. Yeah, I feel You know what I'm saying? Like, I it can pay for school. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, you know, and if I, I felt like if I would have worked on, like, some style and branding um, and peer merchandise or buying, whatever, you know what I'm saying, uh, when I was in high school, even though I didn't think the avenue was towards me, I mean, available to me, Yeah. Um, I would have done that 100%. I would have took that over basketball and mm-hmm. heartbeat. And I think people don't understand that. Like, I love basketball. Wow, yeah. And it's therapeutic for me. And, yeah, I, you know, I love it, but I don't love it like the fashion industry. I yeah, that wasn't like your number. That wouldn't have been your number no, one no, pick. No, no, no. I'm not number one pick at all. And I really? think the older I get, the more I realize um, how much I love this. Yeah. And how much I work. I put. I, I feel like I put more hours in knowing information and brands and what's going on in that world than I have basketball. And I think people don't understand. Like, my free time, I was all I was doing. I'm yeah. Like, if you see me on my phone, I'm either on grill, read, reading stuff. I'm on I'm on GOAT reading the editorial. I'm on Cup of Tour reading the editorial. I'm on GQ reading the editorial. High Beast reading the editorial. That's beautiful. So, yeah, that's all, I'm just reading, reading, and taking all the information because I know if an opportunity comes up, you know, with somebody, right, um, I know what I'm talking about. Definitely. And they could put yeah. me foot in the door. Like, yeah. it just happened in um in New York. It was at Dover Street Market. A manager asked me, he's like, damn, what do you do? Like, wh- like where are you here? Are you going to move up here or whatnot? Yeah. He knew I had brand aware. I knew what was going on. He's like, we need more people like that. And this is Dover Street Market. That's crazy. So it's crazy that me doing all the back-end research and homework and some of the experience of being a buyer at a store, you know what I'm saying? Like, running my own consultant LLC business, you know, with certain brands and being a, being a salesperson. And also teaching mm-hmm. has allowed me just to do the back end work to put myself out there. Oh wow! Now yeah. I gotta ask you. I've heard a little bit. I think about the consulting brand. Yeah. Like, about as far as that goes, how has that been for you? It's been good, man. Like I had my first client was an NFL player. Was my best friend played for the Chiefs. Really? Yeah. I, I plugged him in with a uh, Wade TV. He did stuff with Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. Um. Shit, man. He's done. Uh, what else he's done? We got him some. Uh, Brand ambassador partnership with Ethic, this local brand up in uh, New York. You know what I'm saying? I'm young, so I'm still trying to figure out. You yeah, know, you're who still getting your, to, you yeah, you're still like, yourself only, down. Yeah, I'm still down. Like, I don't, and, like this, it's only been like I just started 
officially started like this this year because we really started having a business card and traveling and paying for stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, I'm that's still, incredible though. That's, yeah, that's crazy that you're even getting your feet wet and you're going for your dreams like that. Yeah. That's, what I, would you? Do you have any advice, I guess, for your younger self? Like, at any point in time in your younger Yeah, time? um, man, trust your damn gut. I think that's, yeah. what, I think that's one of the best things. <laughs> and I think that, um, don't be as scared. Because I even told myself, like, I think even moving to Charlotte now mm-hmm. was a, a big risk for me because, you know, my parents have always been about stability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I don't think nothing's ever going to be stable for you unless you do something that you actually want to do and love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I did teaching because... I knew it was going to pay the bills. I knew I could be, uh, uh, you know, ahead of school by I'm 45 making three, 400 K. Yeah. But do I want to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like try to, try to, try to, I think the art of war tells us to know thyself. I think that start knowing thyself mm-hmm. and not be scared of knowing who you are Absolutely. and try to dive into that. And it sounds so cliche, but it, it's, it's true. No, it's true. It's, it's, so, it's, 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 really true. it's easy to get caught up in the it's things easy. around you. Like you said, like. That would have been an easier life. That would have been something you knew would have worked out for you. The stability yeah. of it. Like, that's a like, very simple path to take. I knew I had this much coming in mm-hmm. every month, and I was getting paid over the summer. I knew if I got my master's, I would get a 10K bump here. If I came five, six months, I'd be a dean here, blah, blah, blah. Five, six years, dean here. Boom, that's another 10, 15K bump. Next, you know, I'm working 60K, chilling. Then, okay, I applied for it to be a, a freaking principal. Okay, that's 100K. Do that for a couple years. Okay, be the um, freaking head of school. I'll go to smaller yeah. school, 200K. Yeah. Be there for a couple years. Oh, I got 300. Like, it was just. You had it mapped out. I, had, it, a, I had it mapped out. But it was almost too black and white. Like, it was, it there was, was no too excitement. Black and white. Like, it was no excitement, man. Like, I, I did it because Settles, mm-hmm. Brooks, the Lauder, yeah. um, um, Kemp. I did it because if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be where I'm at intellectually. Absolutely. Or knowing my affirmations. So I felt like I was doing. Um, do my job of making sure cultivating young black kids to know who they are and who they are as a person. Definitely. Now I'm very like deep in, into that. You know, yeah. My major was African American studies. Gotcha. I do it on a minor education. Okay. So wow. a lot of people don't know that. So I, I'm really serious about black issues and black people education and black people having safe spaces and black women uh-huh. as well. So, well, most importantly, black women. But um, I mean, even my kids. I, I taught at school here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, sixth, oh. seventh grade. I had. You know, I was coaching and whatnot. And my kids was mess was uh, FaceTime me during their lunch. <laughs> Coach Williams, you know what I'm saying? I, I felt a need and I felt wanted. And I thought I could make a great impact, but that that wasn't truly what's gonna make me to my you know fulfill me of being happy. Yeah. And I had to figure it out. So if I tell my younger self, just because it's something you want to do and you might like doing it and you might be needed there, doesn't mean you need to do it. Yeah, that's not. And true. I think you people need, need yes, yeah, people don't people need to understand that. So I would tell my younger self. Would be like, hey, you know what you're good at, great at, you know what you love and passionate about. Try to seek more information about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as more because information is everything, and yeah. once you seek information, try to find ways to tap into it to put you at, at, on a on a stool to be successful. That's big. And yeah, I, like and I think that. that's that's what I would definitely do, and not be scared, man. Because I mean, I think I'm right now just now facing my fears and scared, and, and not being scared of making a living off what I love doing. Because I yeah. didn't think it was going to be stable. Like, I came here, like, I quit teaching, you know, I put my resignation letter in uh, December, like, 6th. Oh, wow. Just to quit, to, to, to stop teaching on the 20th. Yeah. To move here, you know what I'm saying, to help my man do, manage his, um, 
to manage his um his Basso trade store. Yeah. So like it happened so fast, but now I'm like I'm in the most best and happiest place I've been into in so long. That's so you know what I'm saying? So like I think you gotta choose happiness. Definitely. And what you what you want to do, Definitely. and then people gotta realize there's levels to happiness. Oh yeah. So you gotta also find joyfulness into it, cause joyful is more mm. internal. And once you find that, which I think I'm finding now, mm-hmm. shit, I'm cool with you know make taking a pay cut. Like I'm yeah. cool the next. I was like, damn, no, I'll I cut could, this back because I love this so much. I could tell. I mean, listening to you now and thinking back to yesterday, just hearing you talking the story, it's like you really know what you're talking about. Like, you're not bullshitting me. You're not just trying to sell me something. Yeah. You are trying to sell me the best product for me, something that I'm interested in. You really know what you're talking about. You know what's in here. You know what's popping. Like, like the, the passion shows. Like, the passion 100%, the interest, the time that you put into it shows. It just comes from the energy that you put out. Once you're talking about it, once you're in the store, once you're talking about it right now, it's like, yeah, dude, I could feel it. Like, I could, I'm... I'm inspired by that. Like, thank you. What you're doing makes me want to go delve into my own shit and figure out, like, all right, who am I? What do I want to do? Like, even harder than I am now. Yeah. Like, just, and it's just like that's what I love to hear. Like, stuff like that. When I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, like that's beautiful. I'm like, that's big, bro. Like, this is the stuff that I'm trying to do with this podcast. These are the kinds of people I'm trying to talk to. Like, that's I'm so grateful to have people like you around me who do oh, that. Like, who pursue their passions and really do say, you know, like this easy life, this simple life that could work out. Or that will work out isn't for me. I, I want to try something that's going to make me happy. And I don't really care, you know, if I fall flat on my face. Like, I'm going to live at 100 miles an hour and I'm going to chase my dream. Yeah, you got to, man. And I, I think that just... Now, I'm also, you got to come to a place where like, you can be yourself. Yeah. Like, teaching, I was confined into a tight space where I couldn't show my tattoos. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't say things I wanted to say. You know, I couldn't dress the way I wanted to dress. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm shit, I can do what the fuck I want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels good. I can talk the way I want to talk yeah. around people. You know, and it feels good. To be like yourself, I think Absolutely. a lot of people like in the, in the academic setting and even when we were at Macaulay, we have to change a lot of things how we do and who oh, we yeah. are as a person because of our environment. Now I'm in my environment, my comfort zone. I can be who I want to be, who right. I want to be. So that, that feels good. I feel like that was a big thing too. Like Once you get out of school, there's the freedom to do whatever you want to do. And I feel like that's a hard challenge for a lot of people. But yeah. like when you look at people like you, like it should be liberating. It should be that opportunity to figure out, to look at yourself and say, all right, what do I want to do? Let's go do that. Let's go figure out a plan to do that. Let's put these plays into action because this is the first time where like our parents aren't on us. Your teachers aren't on you. You can do what you want to do. You're in your twenties. Like you got no obligations. You just got, you have to, yeah, Mm -hmm. you, as long as you just have to pay your own bills and feed yourself, like that's easy. Yeah. That's, and that's what the thing is, talking to you yesterday in the store, it was like, yeah, once I stopped playing lacrosse, I had so much time. And you were like, yeah, it's just like go to school, right? And I was like, yeah, it's as easy as that. Just go to school, school and then the rest of the day, I do whatever I want. It's like, go to work. It, now now that I'm done with school, go to work. Well, now that I'm done with work, I have the rest of the day to, I could go get in shape. I could go read. I could go like. Anything. Yeah. So you're like, why would someone not take advantage of this? How do people just like go slow through life. Like I Yeah, I think sports really put us in a spot to like where we felt like, you know what I'm saying, playing college ball, playing three sports, you know, throughout my college and shit like that. I'm like I stopped and I'm like, man, this is all I can do is work. Eleven to six or seven thirty, you know what I'm saying? Whatever I gotta do, I'm like You realize there's so much time. So much time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, dang, I'd be like, yo, this is you know, people in Twitter be saying some of the crazy stuff. We all got the same twenty four hours is bullshit. But like People don't use their time wisely. And that's no, that's learn. a big one. That's a they big don't. one. That's a big one, man. People don't. And once I started to figure that out, I was like, 
alright, cool, now, now I can one-up these niggas because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I one-up these niggas because, like, they're not easy time. Like, I had practice here, I had to get extra shots up and get this homework done, now I got only me time, I got to use this time wise before I need to go to sleep and wake up at 5.30 to go back to basketball workouts in the morning, then go to class and get a breakfast and got to maintain weight, all that shit, I think people don't, you know what I'm saying, think about, um, you know, all the stuff in free time that they really do have it on YouTube. No. So I, even now... I'm grateful for high school for that. I, I I feel like I learned that from Charles because I would watch Charles, especially senior year. He would use those, like, 15-minute breaks to start doing his homework and just, like, do little things in, like, the 15 and 20 minutes. Whereas me, I would try to wait until the end of the day and save it for those big three-hour chunks. And it was, like, in that three-hour chunk, Charles has already done more than half of his homework, so it would take him an hour. Whereas it would take me three hours and I might not get through everything. So I learned just to knock it out a little bit at a time from other people. And by the, like, by the time I'm here now in the real world not having to worry about homework, it's like, by 5 o'clock, I'm done with everything. Yeah. Like, by 6 o'clock, I get home, it's like, what? Like, I could do literally whatever I want until yeah. I'm going to bed. So you go to bed, and now it's like, okay, what now is like, sometimes as a, we have sometimes have an identity crisis as an athlete. What yeah. do we do next? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, me, I've been, I've been having some trouble. And I think now, since I'm, like, back in the fashion... Again, like I've always been into it, but it wasn't, it couldn't be dedicated to, I can put all my all energy yeah. into it. Now I can really do what I really want to do. So like now I'm reading more than what I was when I was teaching. Um, now I try to like watch TV a little bit more, get yeah. more leisure time to get my mind off it. Yeah, I think I, you have to. Yeah, I think you have to. Because, um, you know what I'm saying? I recently just started going to therapy and I really needed to figure out a lot of things. You know that I was that I was dealing with internally and externally. Just, Definitely. You know what I'm saying? I was battling a lot of high anxiety and depression. So yeah. I was like, okay, what can I do? Doubt, yeah. You know to separate. You know just to give me calm for an hour. Mm. Okay, shit. I started watching The Wire. Okay, damn. <laughs> I started watching you, or I started watching every little different shows just to give me a break from you know maybe what I'm dealing with. Cause, you yeah, know, I'm, absolutely. I'm a, like I was telling you, like I'm a I'm a sober guy. I don't drink. I yeah. don't smoke. So it's like. You need what? that outlet. That I need an outlet. You something, know yeah, something to outlet, release all of that. And I thought about, and I told my therapist, I was like, yo, I can't hoop forever, so I need to find different ways to do it. Now, back in Charlotte, I'm like, fuck, I need to hoop. <laughs> so I just started getting back in the league and whatnot. So it's just um, time to use our time wise since we just had uh, athletics and somebody, somebody's always telling us to do, do this time. Now, we're like, since we have so much free time, you know, how do we use it to the best of our ability to give us a step forward on like the next day or I've been I battled with that for the past year and a half. I think I'm just not figuring it out how Definitely. to use my time a little bit different since yeah. I know I don't got shit to do. Yeah. What can I do that's actually productive yeah. and get me ready to where I want to be? No, I'm with you on that. As you said, like switching from not playing sports to doing something else, you got to figure out what you could do with all of that time. That's a big one. That was a big one for me too. Just and trying to figure out something that's like as you said productive. And something that's consistent that you could, yeah. that you could really buy into and see yourself getting into. That's a tough one. That's a that's a really tough one with school, or with a with just kind of like transitioning out of sports and everything. Yeah, it is. It's a huge it's a huge transition. I think a lot of people, a lot of athletes struggle with that. You know, in general, from top to bottom, even at NFL athletes, because your career's over when you're 33, 34. Yeah, you're young. That's a real one too. That you talked about like the self care and just like taking care of yourself. Yeah. Because at the, at that age, like 30. Like, in our 20s to the 30s, like, you want to make sure that everything is good. Like, the mental, like, hearing yeah. you going to, going to therapy and everything, it's like, you got to take care of your mental, like, not just the physical, like, the mental is a mental huge Mental is big. Like, I, you know, I think what really challenged my mental when I was just up and went to Miami to help my NFL buddy out, Darren, um, and 
like getting in 2018 in January. He's asking, hey, bro, I want you to help me work out some stuff. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Like, it was challenging. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was hard to deal with that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I, I up and leave my mom, and I, ain't seen my, I haven't seen him in like four or five years. And he called and called me, so I got to jump out and leave for faith. You know oh, what I'm saying? Make sure, like, hey, I'm taken care of. You know what I'm saying? What's the deal? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, to make I'm sure you're straight, too. Yeah, straight absolutely. You get, get protect yourself. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I had to take a leap of faith, and next you know, I really started. I knew then a typical lifestyle of um, teaching wasn't going to work, but I was like, I already took the job. Let me, mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I think um, I challenged my, my mental was really challenged. I was in Miami because I had to make new friends. I was yeah. with a, a, a cousin that I actually really, like, recently just got close to. I mean, I've known him my whole life. Yeah. But we didn't, we never really, like. Were that close. That close yeah. until we came, actually, I came up to Charlotte, which is weird. <laughs> for, the, for the job at Providence Day, we had a five-hour ride, and we talked, we caught up on everything. Even though then we started talking every day. And I was like, hey, you want to come to Miami with me? So he, off my faith, he came with me <laughs> to go to Miami to help an NFL player. So, you know what I'm saying? Like. And we just, like, really went through a lot mentally, like, drain, arguments, disagreements, how shit should go, um, being a whole new city and not having a car. Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so Uber, you know what I'm saying? Uber never making oh, new wow. friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, how long were you guys there? We was there in April. So, we was there from January to April, April 12th. And I bought me a car at that time to drop, like, the, bought oh, me a car in March, drove it back down there so we could have a car. Yeah. That's the main reason why I got to come here. I bought a car <laughs> just for that reason. Just, I, just, that, just for that reason to come back. Um, come back home. So it was like, um, that was like a big testament of my faith and like mental too. And I knew then I had a lot of internal problems and a lot of wounds that I haven't, you know, really tapped into and trying to figure out mentally. Yeah. And I think, you know, I started realizing, you know, a lot of my time at a at Macaulay, I was in a depression. Mm. I had a lot of anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. my, a lot of people don't understand my freshman year of high school because I think my mental and taking care of mentally just for your older stuff you need to sometimes a lot of that stuff is built up from yeah as, as a kid and, yeah and you gotta like, go back and revisit yeah you stuff. gotta go back like i was i was diagnosed with, deal with that early yeah yeah i was diagnosed with complex trauma um high anxiety and depression um oh, wow. and i started realizing like it really started around freshman year when like, i was failing like honors geometry honors chemistry yeah like you know, I had Mr. Moran and I had Mr. Makepeace. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been a great student, like, all throughout yeah. middle school, but I was never in advanced classes, but I I would have an A minus A. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, through middle school, I was, you know, so I averaged like a 3.7, 3.8. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Macaulay was tough, you know what I'm saying? But I went with the, with the Macaulay, um, I mean, when I went to ninth grade, you know, my mom was like, you need, if you want to get these type of schools, I, you need to take, um, you know, these AP honors classes. Mm-hmm. I ain't never take no honors AP class ever in my damn life. Like, because I've had sports. I had a lot of other things I was doing. I yeah, really absolutely. Didn't, I didn't, I like to do stuff on my time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the, the speed they was going, I was oh, like. Oh, yeah, no. I was like, man, hell, fuck this, man. Like, <laughs> you don't have a life outside of that. I don't, of that. man. Like, it was, and I was, like, I was stressed out. Like, I was going through family problems. My mom and my stepdad went see that eye. So, you know what I'm saying? They're getting very personal here. But, you know, he moved out for a while. So, that was tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, so you're dealing with a lot of that stuff. A lot, like of, a lot of stuff. You know then... what I'm saying? My aunt, I know my, my great grandma, uh, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. Um, I failed like 10 out of 20 tests in Honors Chem because I felt I was behind. Like, yeah. I just felt like I wasn't good enough. So I was lacking mm-hmm. a lot of confidence. Yeah, I got you. I got put on a freshman basketball team. 
So I didn't feel like I was good enough for that. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Um, all this geo, I was failing. Like I had an F at grading period. Mm-hmm. My mom was cussing me out. You know what I'm saying? I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, so I you felt, got a lot of things hitting you at once. Yeah, I had a lot of things well, hitting me at once. Well, not even at once, once probably I, just like over time. Over time. And I felt like, you know, my mom wasn't really on my side or really hearing me out. And I was like, um, oh, going tough, back to the reason why I was wanting to teach Coach, Coach Lauder heard me out. You know what I'm saying? Coach okay. Kaufman heard me out. Yeah. You know what I'm I was going to counseling office. You know what I'm saying? And oh, wow, then, okay. You know, my mom was like, why are you going to counsel office? You know what I'm saying? You black parents' yeah. stigma is. And, like, I felt indifferent going to Coach Kaufman at times when I really needed him. Yeah. So, you know, it was, like, I knew I was going to pressure because, like, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do Like, the only mm-hmm. thing I knew was I could control of was hooping. Mm-hmm. School was out of my control because I had bad grades. Yeah. I didn't want to do the schoolwork. Um, like, I didn't, like, I put in effort to get my grades back up, but I was so... You know, hurt damagedly of just like failing so much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You that it was hard to really like try and like try make a full and turn You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make a full turnaround back again. Like in it, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like if my mom would listen to me on that note, my academic career could have been a lot better because it struggled all the way through college. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, people don't know I got suspended for a semester. Mm-hmm. You know, because of plagiarism because I felt like I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't yeah. good enough because oh, wow. I was failing so much. You know, in in high school, that ninth grade year, like I was scarred. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just now trying to build up that confidence, confidence again yeah. on the academic setting. And yeah. That's what kind, of, it got hard for me to teach too because I thought I wasn't smart enough. Oh wow. Because um of because of my you know my past traumas with school. Yeah, absolutely. But I still try to be there for the students because I understand how much you know the 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 you know settle the lauder Kent was in Brooks, you know was there for me. Yeah. And so I'm like, damn, I, you know, I gotta pay it back. But mentally, you know, and physically, I was draining myself. Yeah. I was hurting myself. I was in holes. Like when I was teaching here at Providence Day, in this, and even at school in college, and and at the uh, school I was at in Atlanta, I had at least about two or three episodes, you know, a year of where I just go, you know, have like a, a depression. People call it seasonal depression, but I'll really be like have depression for like a month. Mm. You know what I'm saying? High anxiety. I think yeah. my anxiety was always on. Yeah. I didn't know I, what it was, but I, I had moods <laughs> where like I just be down and don't want to do anything for about two weeks to a month. It might happen in the summer. You know what I'm saying? It might happen in October. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to. Then going through therapy taught me, you know, this past year, you know, what was going on in my life. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? How was I combated? Like why my, my mom and I might have a rock relationship. Why my dad might not have a rock relationship, you know? Why my stepdad and I, you know, maybe see eye to eye, or we might have a different, you know, yeah. Different you feel like it kind of helps you to like get to the root of some of those issues, root of like, some of the issues, at least like understand it, kind of see it from all angles. Yeah, you got to, and I think when that, when I started to understand that, I started to to go more to my passions and do stuff for myself gotcha. instead of doing stuff for other people. And my mental started getting better. Like this is the happiest I've been in a long time. So it's like. Oh, if it was good, glad to hear that. yeah, yeah, it's always glad to hear that. But it feels so good to, to not be, um, you know, what I'm saying, not feel bad for doing something you love. Absolutely, you know yeah, and and feel okay with it, and understand why are you doing what you love now because you didn't know what the hell was going on in high school, or you know what I'm saying, you just yeah. didn't know, you didn't, you felt misguided. I felt misguided um, on a lot of things, and sometimes I feel like some stuff should have been told the truth. More, you know, for certain situations, but you know, I, I'm learning through therapy, and I think that goes to your question is that we gotta take care of our mentals because 
Mm-hmm. Maybe if I didn't do this, you know, this past year, you know, I wouldn't have some of the answers to me to make a jump or leap here and claim oh, yeah. and, and like, you know, uh, have a more of a healthy relationship with women or have a relationship with myself oh, or yeah. my friends or my family or be more brave to reach out on certain things. Oh yeah, I think you have to take care of yourself first. I think I forget who says it, but it's it's would you rather be at war with yourself? And at peace with the world, or at peace with yourself, and at war with the world. I think it was actually uh, Nipsey. Damn, that's a good ass. I think it was Nipsey. Wait a minute, I'm thinking about that shit now. And I was like, yeah, bro, like, you'd much rather, you gotta get this solid first before you put anything out. And, like, just hearing you talk about that is cool because clearly you wanna give back. Clearly you feel like a lot of people have helped you out and have put you in a position to give back. So it's clear that you wanna give back. And the fact that you're working on yourself and you're exploring your own passions is like, Yo, you have no clue how you're like the way that you're gonna get back is gonna be crazier than you ever could have imagined because it's like yeah. it's not gonna be down that traditional avenue of like yeah what Coach Kemp and Coach Settles and everybody did was cool, but for this next generation like we need someone like you who's who is like cool and pops on with like with a whole different culture. Yeah, I, I think that would be dope. Cause I like I started realize like how can I impact these kids if they're not in school setting? But I'm like I've been doing it for a while without yeah. even knowing it because it's running a store. Or being that guy at the shoe store, or or being that fly guy, whatever. Like y'all always come in and ask questions. I'm like, oh, bro, I'll show you. Do you do this, this, and this? You know what I'm saying? Particularly always, you, bro. Always, always fresh. Just like always, the way you carry yourself, like as a person. I can remember you, like going through the halls, just like seeing you through the halls of Macaulay. Just like the way that you carry yourself, you have a lot of positive energy radiating off you. So it's like, I could see anyone coming up to you. Like I could see you doing what you do right now, and it's like selling to millionaires. Like I could see that because you have a lot of energy. Like people just gravitate towards you. They want to talk to you. Like you said, you're very knowledgeable about what's going on. So you know, I think anyone can pick up on the fact that you know what you're saying. Like you're not just trying to sell someone something. It's no. not bullshit. You are trying to inform them first and foremost. Let them know like, hey, I have this information. If you're interested and you want to know more about this, I could let you know. And then from that, everyone sees like, wow, this guy really conducts himself in a way. Like he knows, he researches everything that he talks about. He's very passionate about it and he has good intentions. And just from that alone, I think like, I think that does good for the people. Yeah, I think that you. does good for anyone and everyone who comes in contact with you. So I think they see that. I think they see the positivity and they can feel it more than anything. And that's real, bro. Like, I, I've been around people who you can tell, like, their energy is just yeah. off. Like, they're malicious. They're not. Especially, uh, I hate to keep going back to it, but especially when it comes to, like, fashion. People who are just, like, doing it for the looks. Yeah, or the looks, just doing yeah. it to, like, yeah. stunt on you and, like, to put other people that. down. And it's like... I don't think in any realm, like in any situation, that is ever a good idea it's to not. like focus on other people or to try to compare yourself or to try to better like or to try to better yourself compared to other people. I think you gotta better yourself compared to yourself. I got it written on, written down like one percent better every single day. You gotta work on improving yourself. So to hear you, one looking back at the person that you were and then comparing that to the person that you are and seeing how can I move forward, how can I better myself. Yeah. Like, that's what it's all about. Like, it that's, it's that consistent improvement. It's never feeling like I'm perfect. Like, I did it. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Like, this person's perfect. It's like, nah, this person wasn't perfect. This person today isn't perfect, but we're going to keep working on them. Like, I see the changes I've made. I see how I can keep making changes. And I got a plan. I got a path. I know where I want to go. I just got to figure out how to get there. Yeah, that's basically the path where you go to. I think, I think even when it comes to the style and the hype beats and people on IG doing shit for clout and whatnot, cause you see it all the time. I think with that, I, I even, you know what I'm saying, look at the trends and shit. Um, you know, I thought I'm not Ram two years ago. I was yeah. like, damn, I was in Miami. You know what I'm saying? I saw so much shit. I was oh, like, yeah. 
You start losing yourself a little bit. Oh like, yeah, no, definitely. Once yeah. you get around it, it's like, it's like damn, you know. And, and, I, and I and I see what people were talking about. Um, I felt like I had to consume and buy so much, but I was like, if I gotta keep up with trends, that means I gotta reinvent my carpet every year. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? I think you no, know, it's crazy because you have this conversation because my, my my cousin Miles and I had this conversation on the phone like three four days ago about you know. We, we've been trying to figure out our own personal style and, like, you know, just maximize that. Maximize mm-hmm. our strengths. You know, a lot of people are thinking about our weaknesses and shit, but, like, you should maximize your strengths because... Absolutely. You got to focus on that. You got to yeah. focus on that shit, you know what I'm saying? People <laughs> think, oh, yeah, you're weak at this and this. But like I'm so trying to max Because if I maximize my strengths, it can overhide some of the weaknesses that I have. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And with me, I'm very versatile in how I dress. I, can find, I, can, I feel like I look good at anything. Yeah. But... Me and Chad I were look- talking about that actually in our podcast. We were talking about the different styles. And he was like, "Bro, juice comes out. You'll never know what juice is wearing." It's like, "Yeah, yeah, juice yeah. come out with something crazy. You'll yeah. never guess it." Like, but you know, yeah. Chad has a certain look, and you know, saying like certain bites, like, and he wants to fit that way. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, Chad's maybe not as versatile as I can. That's not no knock to him at all. Yeah, no, certain, no. This is what his body type is. Yeah, the way it's he his does. style. Yeah, it's his style. So with me, it was hard for me to figure out who I was because I know. Any, any direction of clothing I took, I can make it my own and look yeah. like authentic to me. But I really had within the last you know six months to a year, I had to really look at who am I? Because when you look at style, you know what I'm saying? I don't say, you know, this is a trend or blah, blah, blah. I look at your style. Because styles, whatever, whatever style you have is forever in. Mm-hmm. Because that's you. Because like when I look at trends, I'm like, trends is they... They're just picking certain things and they just dropping it for the year, you know, to maximize sales for consumerism. But that is a person's style. Yes. Like, you know, a wide leg flare pen or a certain vest or blah, 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 blah. That's somebody's style and they can maximize that and be them. Yes. But you have to know that self. So what I started noticing, I'm like, you know, I'm from Macaulay. I'm preppy. I'm from the South. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like I like penny loafers. You know, I like Dickies. I like Forces. Um, I like preppy stuff. I like polo, you know what I'm saying? Tommy, yeah. um, you know, I think, and I start looking at my heritage. Who was I growing up? What did I wear? What was my music? What was my, my sound? Mm. What was my, like, what art did I look at? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and what can I do to bring that self, you know, bring that back to me as now? Like, cause you experiment a little bit, you know, it's incredible to experiment. So I experiment for like a couple, three, four years of trends and fear of God and, Certain things, and I keep going back to who I was. I love Dickies, like a like a good a mix of AOD and Noah. Some of the brands that I love so much: Tootsie, um, WRL, Visvum, Capital, and um, I had to start, you know, realizing who I was. So in the last six years to a month, I started figuring out. Okay, I'm like uh, a, a fresh. My, my cousin called a Fresh Prince. So yeah. Fresh Prince, yeah, you wear he wearing a shirt and tie. You know what I'm saying to uh, to the to the Beller Academy, yeah. whatnot, and some Jordans, whatnot. But he will flip the shirt inside out. Oh, oh yeah. something crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, make it his own. Put make it, it his own. Like on. you know what I'm saying, make it his own. And I think that's what's always been me is somebody to make something that like something and make it of its own. So like I like preppy shit. I like Dickies and Forces. Like I have something crazy with it. Like, exactly. That's why I got some crazy patterns because that's who I am. Like I got to have something to stand out because that's just who I am as a person. So I looked at start looking at Japanese brands. Because they stand out so fucking much. Capital has good shit. Invisible has good shit that just stands out. So I'm like, if I balance this with some crazy shit, like my preppy style, mm-hmm. with some Clarks and some good shoes, you know what I'm saying? My rat tees or my cardigans or whatnot with something crazy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
I can make this work. So within the last six months, really three, four, I've been saying six because I've, I've been gradually getting to this point, really three yeah. months, I'm like, I'm a fan of certain shit, but yeah. I won't buy it. Like, I love Pierre Moss and mm. I love Fear of God, but it's not who I am. Now, mm. two years ago, I would do that. I feel you. I but feel now you. it's like, I don't wear that. I won't do it. I used to be like, then that shit dope. I'm going to buy it because da 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 da. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. Kind of appreciate it. You appreciate it, but you know, you realize that doesn't necessarily. You don't have to buy it or yeah. I put it on. Like, I had a Pierre Moss shirt, but I'm like, I'm not going to wear this. Like, it's a wide with a crop. Like, I mean, I could pull it off, but do I want to wear it? I'm mm-hmm. like, is this me? So I think a lot of people are hype beats when they go through trends, they buy shit to get attention. You obviously see it's not themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't like understand that. that. Like that you, lot, yeah, yeah, you really got to know yourself. Like, now I was like, people are like, oh, you just see this now, or you see this, or you see this. I'm like, that's not me, so I'm not about to buy it. Nah. So I don't waste my time. But I will be... I will look at it and research it because mm-hmm. I need to know for my consumer who might like it. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. That's why I might, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. I come in. So I'll, I'll look at it, all the brands, and see what, because a, a person may like that. It may be their style. So I need to know how to cultivate their style. Mm-hmm. Most when I'm selling things. Mm-hmm. So because it's not me, you know, I'm not oblivious or ignorant to, to the other things because it's not me. Definitely. I still have to know that because I have to be well-rounded for everybody. But I know who I am. Like, I will wear overalls. You know what I'm saying? I wear overalls of Clarks. I wear um, an AOD hoodie and a Noah beanie. Or I will go to the Carhartt Whip store. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't like Supreme like that because I, I don't know. It's just not me. No, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Awake is pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, I started uh, CDG's Dope. Uh, Junior's really dope. So, I started figuring out. I have, like, a list of brands that I, I stick to. Mm-hmm. And I see a glaring piece that kind of simulate, like, our legacy somewhere. They're Agni Studios. You know what I'm going for, and yeah. I'll pick it out. But I'm usually stick to like the core brands that you have. Like my favorite brand right now, everybody knows, is Amelion Dior by Teddy Santos, <laughs> the best brand. Um, Noah, you know what I'm saying? They're all on Marbury Street, New York. Carhartt Whip, you know what I'm saying? Um, and do you get dressed? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. When you get dressed, when you're going out, do you pick a favorite shoe that you're trying to wear? How do you get dressed? Do you, or do you have a routine? That day. It's just how you feel. Really, that really day like, like that. it really depends. Like. You know, I think, you know, Monday night I started work. I had a good t- some sweats, a Noah beanie, and a good time shirt and some Jordan 3s. Yeah. The Tuesday I had um, Carhartt Whip, needles, um, a Noah t-shirt, and my, t- my, and my Mars Yard. Okay, the next day, you know what I'm saying, I have a more Japanese life because I mm-hmm. love the Japanese culture. And I've always braced myself with that. But it's still, I'm still myself. Yeah. I had some, some dicky uh, Dominique pants. Um, my my JW Anderson, some crazy color shoes. I always have some crazy. My Freaknik shirt, my chain, <laughs> um, my vintage Levi's, uh, Japanese cut um, jean jacket, and a bucket hat. So you know what I'm saying. So like, I bring different type of look to steal Absolutely. me yeah. as a whole. And I once when I said I'm like I'm a, I was okay with looking different, but look still looks the same and it's still me. Absolutely. And the pieces like look, that. look together. But like I can be I can be different. But also, it, 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 it mirrors the same look that I'm going for. Once I figured it out, I was like, shit, I can do this. And I got the confidence <laughs> to do this. Because it takes a while. That's the thing. The confidence, the confidence too. That's self-confidence to, do it. Like, to be able to come out of your shop. Yeah, this is me. Like, this is That's me. a big one for you. You know what I'm saying? That's a big one. Because I think I was confident in everything, but I wasn't sure of everything. I think that's mm. what I do to understand. Like, I was confident in the shit I was wearing. Yeah. 
But I wasn't sure this was me or not. Gotcha. Like, I okay. knew, like, yeah, I fucked this. But in the back of my head, I'm like, this really ain't me. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to figure that out. Now I'm like, okay, I know who I am. I know thyself. Now I can exemplify my wardrobe so much. So I went from, he understand, I had three closets. Three and a half closets. So, what? Because I had, I was still three trying to. Closets. 2018, right, I had three closets. I had, you know, three closets with the shoes. Three, three and a half. No, four o'clock on the shoes, right? Because I was trying to figure out who I was. I had so many mm-hmm. different styles yeah. to try to dive into. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could look like, you know what I'm saying? I could look like uh, Teddy Sanders one day, and I could like a Supreme Head one day. <laughs> or I could like a vintage nigga the one other day. Or I could look like a Japanese nigga. Like, I looked at, I looked like 80 different people yeah. but myself. But it was like, like part of it was myself, mm-hmm. but wasn't fully myself. So I couldn't like I was like that's some of doubt and unsureness yeah. with my head. Now I'm like, all right, cool. I know like what I like. Like I don't do a lot of impulse buying no more. Like I know, all what right, you want, yeah. This is what I need. I like this. I'm gonna capitalize on this. Okay, I can put this fit fit here together. Oh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I can do this with this with this what I already have, and it just makes more sense. I think people. I think when people figure that out. Mm-hmm. They'll be a cooler person. Yeah. Um, they'll be more fun person to be around. Um, they'll want like a douchebag or a dork. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they'll be and they'll. That's and, real. Like and since it. they since they know that self, um, they'll feel more confident and sure of themselves. Yeah. To be confident in what they're wearing. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what you have to do. Like my cousin Miles, like I always bring him Miles because he really helped me cultivate and really deep, really deep dive and think of how I am because I used to go for flow. He's a guy that's very like low key. Yeah. But like it's low key, it's expensive, it has great details, and I'm gonna shit on you that way. I'm more of a loud, like I yeah. got dope shit on. You know I'm gonna be fresh. Juice is fly. Like, you juice is fly. You know I'm gonna be fly. Him is like, you know I'm fly, but you don't know what the fuck I got on. Got you. You know what oh, I'm saying? Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So like we yeah. so he makes I like me the think, yin and the yang right yeah, there. We're like the yin and the yang. So he makes me think a certain way of coming to certain things. And he thinks a certain way of coming to things. I think that kinda helps me. A lot, you know, sure. and then since I started to grow, started knowing myself, I started meeting more people in the in the fashion industry. So a lot oh, of my sure. friends are stylists now, you know. Since I'm a homegirl Talia, she um she stopped making a stallion everyday struggle awards. Really, I'm a homie Pierre Piasco. He's done Big Sean, you know. what I'm saying my man Tier- Trina Wynn is a personal stylist uh, for Danny Lay, and I just That's helped my crazy. man get booked into the In the No sh- episode. Um, so I started. Sure. I see you. I see. So yeah, I start. I start lining myself with people who really know that stuff, and they yeah. kind of get that. So it's kind of like once you put that good energy out, the mm-hmm. universe will reward you when you show what you. Definitely, bro. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm big into the universe and the energy and yeah, everything like man. that. Of like, you really have to go with the flow. You really have to. You have it comes to. from within. Like it. It starts within. If you don't focus on that, if you don't work on that, you gotta forget about it. That's why a lot of hype. These don't have. You can say. They don't have really good core friends because they're they're not themselves. No. They know it's an act, it's a show. Mm-hmm. I always have good core friends. It's like this is who I am. This is what I like to wear. You know what I'm saying? And this is the energy I'm putting out. And this is how you know it keeps going. They know juice. They yeah, keep. they know me. And this is you know I'm bringing this. So I think a lot of people don't get that. So you see the hype beast. You know what I'm saying? I point them out easily. You know what I'm saying? Dude, come in shop the other day. I'm like, oh, he easily influenced. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. It ain't no oh, I'm sure you him. see it. I'm sure you see it more than anything. Oh, my God. He's an influence. But that's what, I ain't knock some people. I just are like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be that, cool. Yeah. That's not me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very, now I'm trying to be more picky about, you know, what I do and what I buy. And 
for sure. How I bring it across and how I present myself. And going back, like now I'm just cultivating. I'm cultivating my IG to be more fly and shit like that. Bro, I now love I, it. I love like, it. You know what I'm saying? People like I just like two the years ago. for different for every different. Yeah, that wasn't my. I'm telling you, my I gotta get miles about ninety percent of the fucking credit. <laughs> cultivate my IG, helping me learn my style. And um, honestly, he was like, "Hey, cause it was Miami. We weren't doing shit." And he was like, "Bro, you got potential to be like a little social media influencer." Yeah, bro. Like, oh, you just do it. So we started, please, like, you should put juice on the other end and this and this and that. And so we started doing this, started getting crazy reactions. I did all my IG, yeah. IG photos and I just started from square one. I'm like, damn, I should have been doing this. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? So now I think about that. I'm like, okay, maybe I should start doing some clothes. And I think. I'd 100. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to tell you. Yeah, people think I got the clothes. So, like, I always thought, like, making clothes was corny, but, um, you know, um, nah, bro, you it's not. Vision. I got Because, I I, like you said, you can see it. Like, you can see what yeah. looks good better than most people. Now, obviously, it's your style. Yeah. But at the same time, if someone wants to run around with Juice's style, it's like... They can't do that. And I think um, what I what I might sell might be a little bit different from who I am as a person. Because mm. I think my creative process is a little... You know, it's a little different than what I wear. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think when I look at clothes, I like Chinatown Market. I like pleasure. Yeah. Um, I like the lower end brands too, even though I might not wear all the time. Yeah. I still like that shit, and For I would sure. love to sell certain things like that because my creative mindset and their output is very similar to how they do it. So just because my creative mindset, how I dress, may be totally different, totally different than the creative mindset I put out for clothes. Same thing. Um, with Virgil, as simple as Virgil. For sure. Virgil can't dress like that. You know, he's very simple, <laughs> whatever. But like, how can that creative mind? Put that into Louis Vuitton off white. Like, yeah, with, that don't mirror. So me, how my creative mind when it comes to my dressing is totally different. How I put out the product. So mm. that's why I'm trying to figure out. Like I got some mock-ups here and there. Yeah, but I gotta build the confidence. Like all right, shit, I can drop this and be okay with it and be okay with the public reception. And I think that's a whole different beast. I'm trying to figure out. You know, in 2020. Um, right back. Oh no, you're good, bro. Go ahead. All right, so just coming back, um, Juice, I do have this question for you. I was curious about this. When I was thinking about doing this, if you got, I'll, I'll say three to five, because I feel like I was going to come in here and say, what is your favorite shoe? But I feel like putting someone on the spot with one shoe is like way too much to ask. Mm -hmm. So if you're traveling and there's five must-haves, what are the five must-haves? Um, and I get, obviously that changes with time. Yeah, so the five must-haves. But as of right now, what are the five? Um, like I got to have my homie Drew working project shoe. Okay. Um, he did a he he the one who got me to like meet a lot of Nike people in Jordan brand. Really? So we reached out to him. Um, quick story: we reached out to him to do a shoot for my boy Darren, NFL player I was working working for. Mm -hmm. He met him like in Tribeca, New York. Paid him like six bands for the shoot, and then he buys out to New York. Next, you know, I'm meeting the the senior footwear product director for Jordan Brand. You know, the collaborator. Yeah. For Jordan Brand, like I've seen Jordan Brand sh like shoot that would never see the light. I've seen a shoe that Travis Scott for, was made for him that he won't see, that people don't know. So I got So with that, it led me to know all those people. Yeah. You know, Jordan Brands, women, Jordan Sportswear, Nike Sportswear. You know what I'm saying? Building that relationship. So I gotta have the shoe in there because he helped me cultivate a lot of relationships. For sure. With Nike, um, my off-white Jordan one was a gift from my homeboy Darren, who's an NFL player. Um, he gifted that shoe to me for my birthday. And I have one of them things. Like, I would never sell them <laughs> things. Like, that's the best shoe I, I, like, I own. Um, my Tom Sachs. 
Tom Sachs. My Tom Sachs would definitely be in there. Um, you know, that's a, one of the top shoes I'll have. My Chicago One. Mm. My Chicago One, and um, I'll definitely have in my Bread One. Ooh. So I think that's pretty, I think it's three ones, a Marjard, and a Drew Walker Five. I think it's just, I think those are shoes I wear the most mm -hmm. out of my collection. And I feel like, and it's black and red, and I love red. It'll, and to me, they go with everything. Do you hoop in any of your Jordans by chance? No, I hoop in Kobe's. Okay. I get, ah, yeah, my I get, man. I get Kobe. Kobe's in it. Man, got Kobe. Hey, Kobe, if, if, if you see me hooping Kobe's, you know I'm getting 30. Like, you got to tell anybody that all the time. I need to give me a new pair because I'm in the league now. So, but yeah. That's what's up, bro. All right. We just under an hour right here. I appreciate you doing this. I'm going to cut it out. I don't want to take too much of your time. This is perfect. Oh, we can go more if you want to. If we, if you want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, come on. We can go more. We can, we can go 10, 20 more minutes. All right, let's rock. To do. Um, I have a question for you. You're deep into this. Do you know the process? I guess you probably do. Do you know the process of like sh stores getting sneakers? Because it's all limited. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I really do. I think a lot of people don't understand it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. No, because I think only time I get to notice, I read mm -hmm. a lot. So, and also experience it with the store that I was buying for. Um, yeah, especially like boutiques and everything. Boutiques, like how do they get it? It just depends on your relate. It's all about relationships. Gotcha. It's all it is. I think in having a certain amount of products. So, um, it's a, it's a store car out um Amsterdam or whatever, Pata. Okay. Right? So, Pata, um, they used to they even have a Nike account. Amsterdam, like the, like the Netherlands? Yeah. So like Pala, okay. like you know, because it's every every place has a global store. Yeah, yeah everybody has, like, everywhere can want to get Nike because they need that product. Right. So when they first started, they used to go to Brooklyn or New York, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore to pick up sneakers and get it for cheap wholesale price, whatever cost price, and take them back to Amsterdam and sell them because they didn't see it. But then they was making so much noise. Nike approached them about a tier zero account mm -hmm. to where tier zero account is the most limited account you can get. So it's different type of Accounts you can get with Nike tier zero one, tier zero one two, whatever, and that allows you how much um, you require to get with your credit. Okay. Um, which what can you get? Was it was in a catalog for you to buy? Oh wow. And whatnot. So tier zero is the best one where you see Fear of God, you see um, yeah. Sakai's, you see Off White, mm -hmm. you see um, all the collabs. So it's all about relationships and who approaches you. Like some brands won't like allow you to have. Um, an account uh, due to maybe your store space. Oh, wow. Or maybe how long you've been open. Really? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> oh, that's It's crazy. better if you know somebody because yeah. like, if you open store like Scout. It's all relationship-based. It's all relationship-based. That's why people don't understand. Like, relationships take you a lot further than anything. So, we at Scout, um, we couldn't get, you know, the top Vans Vault account. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe you don't have enough capital or it's not available open to us. Like, for a while, Adidas and Nike wasn't giving out more tier zero accounts. Like, they capped out. They stopped it, so they wouldn't give us, uh, Adidas wouldn't give us, uh, do the application to get a Yeezy. Or we couldn't oh, get a get oh, Yeah, so we're now, boutiques are kind of, are in a, like a really hard spot of like, what can we sell yeah. to, to kind of push our consumer. So if you see Scott, like, oh, why you don't have shoes or get stuff? First of all, it costs money. Mm -hmm. Second, it's off relationships. And that's not, and get the relationships cost money. Oh, I bet. And why? Because we have to go to agenda. We have to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? So the agenda is like a big trade show where brands have a booth and you can make orders of what you want to the store. But now you got to guess because what's going on because you have to buy for, you know, eight months ahead. Yeah, you're so trying I used to, to figure have to, it. Oh. So I used to have to buy, you know, I used to have to buy, 
You know, we would go there in August. We'll have to buy for a spring. So imagine this is, this is, this is, this is okay, hindsight now. So in January, right? Mm-hmm. With the, I won't say January, I'll say Liberty Fair. We the Liberty Fair in January in 2018. And we had to buy for fall winter 2018 in January. So you kind of have to forecast trends. Like, it's, like you really have to know what the fuck you're talking about. So, and you had to build a relationship with that person. So, with that, yeah, sure. you know what I'm saying? So people don't understand that concept. Like, you have buyers that go seek stuff, have mm-hmm. relationships. And everybody wants Nike and Jordan brand, but what's your relationship with them? Do you have, mm. do you have access to them to get that? Yeah, you really you know who to talk to. You know how to talk to Puma. Some people can some people can reach out to you. Yeah. But it's all about relationships. It's all about reaching out and building a relationship with them and trusting they know they can trust some of your product they don't and you don't devalue their brand. Uh, see, that's part. what I figured that was a big yeah, part of that too. Like in Nike, it's crazy what Nike is, um, you know, uh they they'll set you a minimum what you have to fucking buy. So you want the good, you want the, the meaty, greedy, good shit. You got to spend gotta, a certain amount. You got to get the bad shit too. That's why some stores be like, damn, why they got this in here? Yeah, they had they have to. to have... So people don't understand that. Why oh, the selection? Nah, dude, like I didn't that. know it was like that at all. Yeah, I didn't man. know it was on the back end of like we can't get it for some. Wow. Yeah, so like they'll put you on them and then. But yeah, but they have to trust you to know to move that product to as well. Mm-hmm. But if you don't move that product, now you now you you ass out with the product. You can't move it. You losing money. Yeah, yo, you sitting there with that. You sitting there with all that inventory. You looking yeah. stupid. Yeah, so that's why. No, I love the fact that that's a business. Though. I love it. That's yeah. like that. There's more business to it. Like I, on the outside looking in, some people think it's just sneakers, but I'm like, no. I, obviously, I'm nowhere near as deep into it as you are. But I'm like, no, like it's a business. Like, it's a business. And I think. That's why buy, sell, trade is getting so popular. Yeah. Because you don't have to put any minimums on shit. That's why like, working at Good Times now is like, I don't have to make sure we push this shit out to make sure, you know what I'm saying, that we that we can make enough to get next order. Nah. But it's a little different. Like, now I know what the consumer wants. They want the hype shit. Yeah. They want this. So I know it would sell no matter what I buy for. I could put a little bit over and make a profit off of it. For sure. Boutiques ain't like that. That's why you see boutiques is in a really funky place. You see some boutiques closed down and because people are transitioning. Retail is mm-hmm. always forever changing. Oh, so always. people don't understand Especially in the it. sneaker market. Especially the sneaker market. Like, it changes all Everything. the time. So that's like the process of um, of buying shit. Is you got to have relationships and you got to really have got it. Yeah, capital and, and, and credit and you know you have to move your product. So, but it's mostly going to trade shows, having relationships and money to buy the stuff, to flip it. That's a process, yo. That's it, a, boy, it's a process. That's dope, though. It's, it's crazy to hear that you're that deep into. Have you been to one of those agenda? I guess you have. Yeah, I, yeah, I've done orders. Um, I've done orders for CDG, Carhartt, Whip, Vans, Vault, um, Kidman Vintage is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, pleasures. I've, I've not, when I'm more proud of in the scout, I brought in Pleasures for the store. It sold out really fast. Um, I was one of the med headers for uh, BBC to bring into Chattanooga. It sold um, CDG. You know, I wanted them to bring that. They thought it was gonna be too high. I'm like, nah, it's money here. We yeah. Buy on tap it. So I bought three, four brands that we needed. Or even Chinatown Market and Surface Dead. I think and all those moved for us really fucking well. Mm. And um, you know, and it just depends. It just depends on how much we selling it for and how much we not selling it for. Yeah. That I mean, when people don't want to realize the cost of shit's cheap, that's why I don't like paying full price shit no more. Mm-hmm. Um, like a native youth. If native youth sold an Urban Outfitters and shit. A native youth t-shirt, we might buy for 15 we might sell it for 80 That's yeah. why we can mark shit 70% off because we still make 5 10 off. And yeah. that's why it's seasonal sales because 
they need to empty out their shit and make a little dollar off of it just to buy for next season. Mm, so that's why you see that's going. why you see Memorial Day, um, Christmas sales and summer sales because they gotta clean out inventory to buy for next season. Oh, facts. All right. Yeah. Everybody listening to that, make sure you. Yeah, yeah. Stay on, stay on. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what people do, man. People don't understand that. It's a business, bro. It's it's something that you got to get into. And there's definitely come ups that people don't realize. I think that's what's crazy. Like I was telling someone, like, yo, I didn't. You would never guess that vintage stuff would come back into play. Like you would never guess. Yeah, vintage is the move now. It is. I didn't realize that until Chad took me to one of the stores down in uh, Atlanta, and it was like, yeah, bro, vintage. Uh, We went to we went to versus. We had we were down in Little Five. So we went to we went to Heat first, and then we went somewhere else. Probably yeah, probably went to the drugstore. Probably we went to the drugstore because my boys Kenny and um, Bobby don't run it. They're great. They just moved to a new spot. Shout out to yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Because they were saying yeah. they're getting ready to move to a new spot. Yeah, yeah. on Seminoles. Uh, they they're dope people. I love Kenny and them. I love uh, Leo, um, Danny, um, John. They helped me so much just getting to like help me understand the vintage culture more. Really? Yeah, like I. I was in it, but I, I didn't know. I was like, at the beginning, I was just buying random shit. And then when I started doing research, mm-hmm. as a history major, I'm like, oh, let me start doing research on this shit and looking for tags and what's real or not. So I really had to start educating myself. I'm like, all right, cool. We about to. Yeah. I love rap tees now. You know what I'm saying? That's more probably the most hype shit. But like to me, I'm, I like 90s hip hop. Yeah, for so sure. So I'm going to buy what I like to hear. For sure. So like, not just because, like, oh, you should buy, any, I don't buy any of your vintage tees because I don't resonate with you. Nah. I would buy a Tupac tee because Tupac. I buy a Biggie tee or Wu Tang or a 96, 97 Bulls tee because I resonate with that. I want to drop the Dre the Chronic. I resonate that. So I'm going to buy that t shirt because my stepdad used to pop it in the fucking <laughs> the six dish changer on the motherfucking, uh, in the damn Red Expedition back in the day and coached me all about it. So I felt like I was living in, 90, in 92. Oh, so you got the memories that come I up. I got the yeah, memories that so It resonates why, with you. Like it resonates. That's. that's that's come back to my fashion. All this shit resonates with me. So that's Definitely. the reason why I buy the rap tees, not the other bullshit. You know, it's not bullshit, but I call it bullshit because it's not, it's not, it's bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I focus on rap tees. It's not tees. a trend for you. Yeah. It's not a trend for me. I just like the rap tees because that's shit. That's what I listen to. The 90s. I, I'm a fuck it. I'm going I'm to buy that because I'm going to listen to Nice. How did you like the travel? I know you went to Tokyo. You just came back from Tokyo. Tokyo is the best motherfucking country in the world. <laughs> It beats oh. America by a long shot, and I think a lot of motherfuckers don't understand that. I've been meaning to ask you about that, bro. You really bro, like it. It they got time. heated toilet seats. Really? And they just, they sanitize their damn toilet seats, bro. Oh, oh God, that shit the best shit ever. I will retire in Japan, y'all motherfuckers ain't gonna see me no more. How long bro, were you there? I was there for a week. Really? So I went. We was in um. Was it work or business? business? Man, we just or chilling. Pleasure? Yeah. I was just chilling, like. You know, my older sister always takes me to vacation, so like. Or invites me to come. Yeah. So she took me to Peru to work in an orphanage. So I mm-hmm. don't know that. We worked for a week there. Oh, that's dope. Um, she took me to Spain because she was doing her um, exchange program there for her major. She was a Spanish major um, to do that. And um, what else? Um, she took me to Japan. She called. My sister told me, like my other sister, Tiffany, uh, she was like, oh, just to go to Japan. I said, I'm going to go to Japan for like over a decade. Like, <laughs> why she tell me? Why didn't I get why, why get a fucking notification? So I get... I get a call, so I, I call her. I'm in LA at the time. I think it's spring break time. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna sell my damn, I'm gonna sell my, that's when most of my shit yeah. started because I was like, it's a once in a lifetime experience uh, okay. to go. Yeah, for sure. So I started like, damn. And I started reading more J- Japanese culture. I started looking at the Mary Kondo of living with less and being more minimal and tidying it up. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. maximize your closet. Um, I started refreshing myself Japanese culture. I'm like, damn, that's okay. So, 
I need to go to Japan and see what the hell going on. <laughs> They're the capital of Americana streetwear. They do it better than Americans. Oh, really? They dress better than Americans, and they do. The they dress better. Of Americana streetwear. Damn. They're the capital. Hands down. And they dress. They dress better American than we do. Oh, I can believe it. That's crazy so, to hear, though. <laughs> so it's crazy to hear, though. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's your. Like, you had to check that out. That's what I'm saying. Always study Japanese brands and and their stores. I feel like they always have the best product. Yeah. So. I had so much shit. Like, I have over over 100 t-shirts. I just started selling hella shit. Shoes, everything, and just got, like, three bands cash. And I fucking bought my plane ticket. I was supposed to say I bought it. Shit, I'm coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She, like, the lodging was cheap. But everything, imagine, like, living in New York. Yeah. But it's quiet out here in Charlotte right now. Really? Bro, they're so structured and organized. You know how New York is with the train system? Everybody just free fall? Oh, yeah. No. You wait in a line, and you wait to press people come off, and you wait in a line to get onto the train. Oh, no The way. train, you don't speak, and it shows you who sits down first. Oh, elder lady. Um, oh, they got it, like, written out or something? Pictures showing <laughs> you who should sit down first instead of you. You don't talk loud on the, on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, there's no trash. It wasn't no homelessness. This is the best customer service I ever had in my life. Really? Like, you know, in America, we have racism. I mean, racism everywhere. But yeah. Like, ours is, like, targeted against anybody that's not white. Mm-hmm. So, I look at it, and I'm there. I had eight, I'm in a Louis Vuitton store chilling off the Wi-Fi because I don't got, you know. Yeah. I'm not paying the, the freaking LT. No, 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 no. So, like I'm on the Wi-Fi, yeah. and they just, they literally would just check it on me. Make sure, and that was okay to sit in a Louis Vuitton store and text and off the Wi-Fi. just be chilling. And be chilling. I can't do this damn shit in America. No. You know what I'm saying? Like. And they were, and the person was trying to help me. I was trying to buy a sneaker. Yeah. They didn't have it. The person took it off a fucking mannequin and gave it to me. That wouldn't happen in America. So the way they do stuff, so like they have like a little a little um I forget. What's a little pad that you put on? A little pad or a little tray. A little leather tray where you put your money in and you hand it to them. So that's how they do transactions. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they hand oh, kind of like, like if you were like a restaurant or something? Yeah, like kinda that, like but that. a folder, but it's like it's like a little trade-off. Yeah. A little leather tray, and you hand them the money, put, count it off, and do this, you bow, you give it to them, they count it to you, they give you a receipt, all that in there. They walk around the counter, and they hand it to you. Bro, I, I bought they some... Hand bro, it to you, right? they hand it to you. They don't just slap it on the <laughs> counter. A dude, when I bought my Vizum Crystals, and I wore them out, Right, people don't understand. It's always a sticker at the bottom of your shoe when you got a new sandal mm-hmm. or whatnot. And I'm at the Visma store in um, Shibuya, where's most of the uh, designer market. And yeah. Not designer clothes. Well, that's more Ginza, but where more the fashion scene is. Okay. So we're there. I get the shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking out, bro. I'm walking out the store. I get stopped in Japanese or whatever, and the dude gets on the ground, right on the ground, tells me to take off my shoe. Like Miss Burke's like I got off. Literally. And he pulls the sticker off. Off of the bottom of the off shoe. Off the bottom of my shoe. And he said, Arigato means thank you in Japanese. Yes, bro. He thanked you? Yeah, he said thank you for doing that. Cause like they they when they do certain things, they want everything to be perfect for you. So everything is rid- like ridiculous. Like you don't wear shoes or something. Oh, that's point. a different so it's, it's a different customer di- service. Yeah, it's and a different I, world. And I wanted to start living like that. Like they're so peaceful. They're okay with less and, and tiny spaces. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they learn how to use their their, their space and yeah, not solve like that. Maximize everything. Maximize everything. Like maximize their strengths. Yeah. Side note: I did experience an earthquake over there. I forgot. A lot of people don't know that. That shit. My shit shook <laughs> a little bit. But um, I went to the bamboo gardens. I went to the temples. 
um, and they went on one of hikes. Oh, you really got into it. No, I got, no, I got, everything. Yeah, you really I, got, I got into, into it. it. Like, I was saying, I'm not going here and chilling in the shop. No, I yeah. want to be in, thoroughly immersed into their culture. I love that. And I, and I ate all ramen food. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Dude, like, we went to Shake Shack one time because we're trying to get my sister some luggage at Muji. Um, he had persons to, to, to you hand your trash to, and they, they hand your trash to, and they do it for you. Oh, you just give it to them when you're done with it. You know, yes. And they had little bag. They had a book bag, whatever. They had little, um, little, little, little baskets where you could put your bags and be on the floor. What? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, they're light years ahead. What? They're a light years ahead. Everything's on time, and, and how and how they <laughs> and, and how they do things is people don't do stupid shit because they said you shouldn't fuck up the peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, don't wow. disturb like, the peace. So even if it, like you can see, you can, you can, you can, um. You know what I'm saying? Like cheat, and turn yeah. corners real quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cut corners. Yeah. They don't do that because they ain't trying to disturb people. Because they like, damn, you gonna fuck up the, everybody else's day. Oh damn, I love you that. They're more like internal, more spiritual, more Bro, connected. They, they're so community based. Like that's what it is. Community yeah, they're more based. community based, and and, that, and some people have kind of like been upset about that how community based they are because because it, it means it kind of lacks the person being an individual yeah but the more i was there i see it's, it's definitely some individual like individualism for sure but it's there's straight community based like that's community dope. like it's the it was the bro best shit ever been to the nicest that's good i think it's important to get out and just experience other cultures like that too you got to i i i advise anybody to go to japan because you will lose your mind man i felt so happy like I just felt free. I, I, I didn't feel judged. Yeah. And I think, especially as a black person being in America, yeah, you kind of looked at. Oh yeah. There, you feel like you have to like, live up to a standard. Or yeah. Something here, like I'm that. like, sure, I can just be myself. Like there, I'm an, like, I'm an American. I'm not a nigga. Mm-hmm. Like here, like I'm a black man. I'm like I'm a. Like, I'm, yeah, you like, still like, got something to prove. To prove. Yeah. They're like, they treat me as a, oh he American or he's African. Um, you know what I'm saying? They don't. They might see be, that and then it's like, all right, move on. Like, move on. They may may think that I'm black or whatever, but mm. to me, I didn't. Feel that I feel like that was more treated as like an American. That's dope. You know what I'm saying, and that felt good to no, be treated I feel you not as I, by my race, but more like my nationality. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel so, that that same way when I go out of the country and stuff like that. I really feel like they it, it's better to be grouped in as an American than yeah. when you come over to America. It's like yo, they put us these different statuses, social like, construct and shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yo, that's not cool. Like this is my home. Yeah, and I saw one homeless person there, one, and I saw one cop car only, but I, but that was it. And it was. It sounds like it's pretty peaceful. It sounds like. But I don't got no damn crime. Well, because the punishment is so damn high too. Mm, that's true. So it's harsh. But. But even still, like you said, everyone's like, "Don't fuck up the peace." Like, yeah, they don't. And I had luckily we had somebody that was with us who spoke fluent Japanese. That was a black guy. Yeah. Um. He spoke a lot of Japanese sports and covered us, so that was awesome. Like, so it was cool to have that. To have that with. To have that with too. So it was great. I appreciate you doing this, Juice. It's always good to have oh, yeah, man. the homies on the podcast. Yes, sir, Absolutely. man. I appreciate you. Oh, for sure, bro. Anytime you want to come on here, just hit me up. Let me know. I can oh, yeah. You. If you want to drop your Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever, oh, you want to drop, go ahead. Give me a shout I don't do Snapchat. Snapchat for the house. My Twitter handle is uh, juicy underscore juice two. Um, my IG, I think my IG is more popular and, or so called quote unquote popping. Um, <laughs> it's prince underscore juice. Um, so y'all can follow me on there, man. Um, hit me up if y'all want any advice or anything. I'm very reachable. I hit mostly everybody back. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for having the podcast, man. You know oh, what I'm saying? Y'all just holler at me. 
No, please tune in when y'all ready to hear this, you know. So. Facts, knowledge is power. Get at them, man. Yeah, man, I man. appreciate it. I appreciate you, bro. You're driving time zone, everybody. Appreciate you.